Strap yourselves in, folks, and prepare for another one. It is Beef Sticks Podcast's biggest show. I fucking thought it was the Elon Musk show. Well, that too. Yes, the biggest Elon Musk show. He's gonna he's gonna do PCP on our show. You want to pusk your musk and get into the dusk? Oh, PCP. We'll PCP leave you a husk. PCP is one of those drugs. It's super fun one time. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it once. Once and you're done. You're good. Uh, I, I wouldn't do it again. I wouldn't know. <laughs> sure. Wink. 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 Uh, pasty. It's been um seven it's days. Been seven days. <laughs> seven days. Some shows have come and gone. Nothing major has really happened in the uh, wrestling world, other than a few. Um, we can't I'm even tell them about at the beginning of the show. We're going to lose all of our news right away. I know, but I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to say I'm going to say something that that's shitty but kind of true. A, a few insignificant deaths. Um, but sad nonetheless. Wow, you're playing my character this week, huh? Especially the untimely. I am. Nobody I am. ever heard of these guys. Well, everybody. Well, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna drop. I'm not gonna drop <laughs> symbols. <laughs> not uh. names. Symbols. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this has been a week. I uh, due to certain technical difficulties, I'll say I have not been able to watch a lot of pro wrestling this week. I watched um, some of Elimination Chamber, about all I could stomach, really. And then I watched the uh, AEW um, Japanese side women's tournament uh, semifinals. Nice. Because that shit's been great. I don't know why they're done. I want to watch it, but then I just hear about the terrible production. And I'm like, that shouldn't matter. But at the same point, I'm like, well, if AEW is not going to care. Production, it's like the same production as uh, like Dark. I suppose. I don't, think I don't know. Production. I just I heard people bitching about, oh, all there is is an AEW banner. And it just, it's. Well, it's good. in Japan. <laughs> I get, I get the it. Do they want, do they want them to fucking fly over Tony Khan to be fucking wacky waving inflatable arm flailing yes. in the fucking aisle? Yes. He can buy ad space. <laughs> God damn, it's like, obviously it's not taking place in America. That's why it's called the Japanese <laughs> side. What the fuck do these people think? No, I, I recommend it because it's amazing. Uh, it's definitely amazing talent, amazing matches. I don't know. I guess A lot I, of the women on the Japanese side are also pretty familiar to the AEW audience, if I'm not mistaken. Sadly, all of them that are women winning. Which yeah. is kind of sad that we're not getting any new people, but you know that, that, it's okay. They're they're great matches. I think it's weird that the Japanese is on YouTube, but the American is on Dynamite. I think that's kind of odd, but that is. But I mean, I guess women are getting time on Dynamite, so you got to give yeah, them yeah, that. Got to be happy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I thought Dynamite was pretty good this week. Uh, Chris Jericho and MJF beat up the young Bucks dad and he was all bloody and they like slammed him into the merch truck and stuff. And was it actually Matt's dad or Matt's dad? Uh, I don't bolt. They don't have the same father. 
I haven't read the book. No, they have the same father. <laughs> I was being a smartass. I'm sorry. Like they, they look an awful lot alike to have different fathers. They're twins, damn it. They're not twins. They're not twins. Everybody I know that. You, you can't get that over on me. Everybody calls them twins. They're not twins. They're like, they're like fucking seven years apart or something. They're Is it? I thought it was just farther. like two. No, they're much farther apart than I thought when I, uh, my son bought me the well, book. Well, you can tell Christmas. because of the hairline. <laughs> Actually, that's the younger one, isn't it? That is the younger one. That's so sad. I um, I, I got the book from my son for Christmas, and I was reading it, and I was like, I was like, uh, yeah, Matt Jackson is like six when his brother is born, or something. So I'm like, holy shit, cray cray, that's wild. I I they don't they don't they look they. Uh, I think people have to assume they're teen uh twins. Teens, just they're teens. They're I teens. assume they're teens. Look, well, at they're brothers. called the young bucks. They they can't be yeah. much older than that. They're millennials. I think people assume they're twins just because of the way they 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 they're in tandem with each other in the ring all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like Matt and Jeff. Just like uh, Arn Anderson twins. and Tully Blanchard. They're twins. Oh yeah, they're twins too. Oh. Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage, twins. Fat Mac and Pasty White. Twins. twins. Yeah. Jason Jordan and Chad Gable. Twins. Big Show and Andre the Giant. Twins. twins. <laughs> um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito. Twins. Twins. <laughs> and you get to see Schwarzenegger naked in that movie. I love seeing Schwarzenegger naked. You get to see him naked in that movie. You get to see him naked in Terminator. You know, you don't get I to see Danny so. DeVito naked enough. Um, you don't watch enough uh, Always Sunny, I think. I watch a fair amount. He's it's still really not fucking enough. He's fucking naked in that show. <laughs> <laughs> More than you would expect. You know, I want to see I Danny DeVito and his wife's sex tape. I love when he's coming out of the fucking couch all fucking oiled up. Yeah. <laughs> I like the, uh, the non, it's a, like a YouTube exclusive or something where it's a, uh, it was, I think it was like season three. It's an old thing at this point now, but it's Charlie and Mac and Dennis, and they're going to uh, Danny DeVito's trailer, and like uh, Mac is coming out, and Charlie's just standing there, and he's like, "All right, Charlie, it's your turn." And he's like, "What are you talking about?" It's like it's your turn to fuck Danny DeVito. It's like, "What are you talking?" Or no, to blow that. He's like, "Your turn to blow Danny DeVito." What are you talking about? It's in his contract, Charlie. He specifically put it in his contract that all of us have to blow him at least once per season. Well, I never read the contracts. Well, too bad, Charlie. You got to go in there. And it's Charlie trying to talk himself out or trying to talk out of it with Danny DeVito. And then he's like, come on, Danny, Danny, what would your wife, Rhea Perlman, think? And there's Rhea behind him with a fucking camera. Drop your jaw, your drawers, Charlie. <laughs> It's one of the best things ever. It's on YouTube. I say, fucking look it up. Like Danny DeVito's Sunny contract signing or something. God, that's one couple I would love to just sit and smoke weed with. Oh, Rhea and Danny? Fuck yeah. yeah. That'd be fun. And they're so tiny. <laughs> they <laughs> but are. they're not quite midgets. No. It's like perfect. No, I'm pretty tiny though, so I might be, <laughs> I might be about their height. I don't know. <clears throat> Oh, this is the uh, Danny DeVito show, folks. Yes, the biggest Welcome show. <laughs> the biggest show is Danny DeVito. <laughs> how, do we, how do we go from the biggest show to the shortest fucking actor in, in history? He's he's going to AEW, didn't you hear? Oh, that would be awesome. Uh-huh. 
I'd, I'd pop what did he wrestle as in Always Sunny? I want to say Green Bastard, but that's fucking Trailer Park. No, boy. no, no. He, yeah, he's not the Green Bastard. He's Trash like, Man. Trash Man. There yes. you go. He has that's what I want to see. Singlet. Get me that in AEW. He's got Green the Bastard versus singlet. Trash Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. Ironically. <laughs> wow. Everything comes full circle, pasty. <laughs> And that's our show for you this week, folks. <laughs> All right, folks. Have a good one. We appreciate it. Um, no, talking about going full circle and everything, Pacey, uh, let's let's bust out the top of the show here. Not that we have a long show and we got to hurry along, but I don't think any of this has much to do with wrestling, so we might as well talk a little bit about wrestling. Pasty just recently, the 2020 Wrestling Observer Awards were released. Uh, what do you think? Should we? They go really back? waited till far, far yeah. away from 2020 to Ed do this. Meltzer has a lot to think about. Lots to think about. He can throw out six star matches like that, though. Oh, like well, these aren't stars, buddy. These are awards. Come on now. God damn it, pal! These aren't stars. They're awards. <laughs> um. <laughs> So you want to do these uh, back and forth and maybe you and I'll have like, you know, three, four words to say about each or something before we move on. Yeah. All right. You want to take the first one? Yes. Wrestler of the year is Kenny. O- no, I'm kidding. But that would suit for, for Meltzer. <laughs> right. John Moxley. Yeah. No arguments. You no. Got we got it. That was, uh, that was our pick, I believe. That's been yep. a long time ago, but. I believe yep. that's our pick. Uh, female wrestler of the year, Bailey. Whoop, whoop. Uh, again, hard to argue. No, she was on our docket for best female of the year. For sure she was. And she held, I think she held gold almost all of the year, whether it be the uh, the tag belts or uh, the championship belt or both at some point, time because she was dose belt Bailey. <laughs> Or Dose, yeah, she Dose was. Straps Bailey, wasn't she? Yeah, Dose yep. Straps Bailey. Broke up with her AEW boyfriend this week, too. It's so sad. <laughs> and has single, singles shaven into the back of her head now. That's so funny. <laughs> did she do that, really? Yes, she really did. It's on the, it's, I saw it on Facebook earlier. Did you see the thing about her putting coal in the back of her head? No. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I did. That was... Oh, my gosh, just fucking... <laughs> Just a yes or no answer is fine, pasty. Yes. Okay. We all know it's for Adam Cole, though. That's where this is going, right? <laughs> That's why she left her AEW boyfriend. For Ooh. Michael Cole, baby. For Adam Cole. Oh, yeah. She's the, she's the Yoko of the Undisputed Era. God damn it, Bailey. <laughs> she wants a single plum floating in perfume and a hat. Oh, what's next, Pasty? <sighs> Ding dong, hello, tag team of the year, Young Bucks. Yeah, we, we went with FTR, but e- n- neither one, you can't argue either one. They're twins. They're twins. They're twins. That's all you got to say. Um, Pasty kind of said it all when he said wrestler of the year, if <laughs> Meltzer had his way. Most outstanding wrestler of the year, Kenny Omega. What the so does that fuck mean? He's he... better than the wrestler of the year. Well, There's the fuck words did in he that title. Do in 2020, pasty. He, he... he won the championship in December. That's it. Well, yeah. How was he fucking outstanding? Well, no, I, I don't. Uh... Omega. The I, tag I love team Kenny run. Omega. 
the tag team run was pretty good. No, I, I, it wasn't his best year by far. No, he definitely wasn't outstanding this year. He was solid. No, he was solid yeah. this year. Yeah, I probably would have given this more to like Orange Cassidy or, or um. Mm, I don't think Orange like Cassidy was outstanding either. I guess I don't know. I got a I got a high high bar for outstanding. Yeah, but it's hard to be outstanding Jericho, in a pandemic era. You know maybe what I mean? Reigns, maybe uh <laughs> Honestly, I feel like everybody who earned awards here or on our show, I, I don't think it was as deserved because there wasn't shit to the last year in wrestling. Oh true. True. <clears throat> um speaking of that, what do we got? Most improved who doesn't, inser- who doesn't deserve this one, pasty? The most improved wrestler of the year, Britt Baker, who I don't think she even really wrestled in 2020. Uh, she did, and she had some decent matches. I wouldn't call her most improved, but I do think she improved. Yeah, no, she's better now. Yeah, they've, they've definitely improved her speaking. I can definitely see her as like the top of the pack in the women's division, even though she's not the champion. Right. Um, she's your Charlotte Flair. That's what it is, right? That's actually exactly what it is. <laughs> Most underrated wrestler of the year, Ricochet. That's hard to argue. Yeah, no, I don't think I'd argue that at all. I might argue the next one, Pasty. Most overrated wrestler of the year is Bray Wyatt. He didn't say The Fiend. Well, we'll get to that yet, Pasty. We're not done, okay? <laughs> We're not done burying Bray Wyatt yet. Yeah. How is it? How is he overrated? Number one, I don't think he got the respect he deserves. Right. Number two, I think he deserves more respect than he got. Yeah. I don't know. I we're was, still like halfway through the story. Hopefully not halfway, actually. Um, Hopefully still fairly close to the beginning. But I don't. I wouldn't call it overrated. No. Like John Cena has to be, you know, the bar for overrated wrestlers, right? Uh, underrated. I guess it depends on how you look at it. Titles, he's probably overrated. Fan opinion, underrated. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, moving along, rookie of the year, Pat McAfee. McAfee. What the fuck's his name? McAfee. McAfee. He's got a weird fucking name, and I wish he'd fucking just change it. I don't I want to say McAfee because it sounds better. <laughs> but McAfee. McAfee. Hey, I want give me my coffee. Hey, give me my coffee. I need my coffee with three creams. Hey, give me my coffee. My coffee's too hot. God damn it. I want a coffee, little cool. Put the ice cubes in my coffee. Can I get one of them little spoons that you snort coke out of? Oh, y'all don't do them no more. Fuck. That's the only reason I get my coffee. You know, the funny thing about Pat McAfee and McAfee coffee from McDonald's? What is that? They're twins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. They'll both fuck you up in the ring. <laughs> hey, man. Many a, many a person that shit their pants from one too many McAfee's uh, before. The, Spill the, the shit on your crotch, then come talk to me. <sighs> so uh, you can lick it up or what? Yeah. All right. What, 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 where are we at now? Who the best non-wrestler of the year? I don't agree with this. Taz. I don't know that I disagree. Um, uh, Probably Paul Heyman above Taz. Yeah. 
I don't know who else uh who else fits best non wrestler of the year. Um Elon Musk. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I flyer of the year, Ray Phoenix. I mean it could be anybody who doesn't wrestle, right? It doesn't have to be in the wrestling bubble. They're a non wrestler. <laughs> George Washington. It could be anybody. <laughs> High Flyer of the Year is Ray Phoenix. I'll accept that, yeah. Yeah. There, there's many people that could fit that category, but I'll accept that. That's hard to argue. No, I, I, I think, especially this year, we've got to see a lot more Ray Phoenix standing on his own two feet rather than in the tag team. with Or uh, off of his two feet. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Technical Wrestler of the Year, my favorite, Zack Sabre Jr. ZSJ. Uh, again, hard to uh, why argue. Isn't it, although, why isn't it uh, Thatcher? I was going to say, although a lot of NXT and NXT UK guys could easily be slotted here. Yeah. So, um, don't disagree with this. I just think it's, I think it's a tight field, and there's probably a good ten people that could take this spot. Yeah. Most charismatic wrestler of the year. This one I agree with. Uh, Thirty hands down. MJF. Is there anybody with more charisma? Uh, they didn't. They got to give Ricky Starks a microphone people. first, you know. <laughs> I like Ricky Starks. I do too. Me too. He um, he he did good in NWA, and he's kind of. I think he's just waiting right now. Or they're honestly. Waiting. You know the problem. I hate to say this. It's the same problem that WCW and WWE had in their heyday. AEW has too many motherfuckers right now. Yeah, yep. There's a lot of people who who I've thought for since the since the inception of the company deserved a push, and now they're um, bringing people in from other companies. Again, not a bad thing. I love it. Yeah, man. They just got they just they just hire and hire and hire people, and I get they got dark, and now they got dark plus or whatever. Um, but not enough. Yeah, but talented <sighs> individuals. Get, Where the fuck is Scorpio Sky, man? Where is a million and one people? You know. I think Scorpio Sky is my biggest concern. He's the one I've wanted to see push since the inception of the company. Have we seen FTR since they lost their titles? Ah, uh, they're feuding with Jurassic Express right now. That's sad. They shouldn't be dropped to fucking opener status. <laughs> Sorry, but come on. Like let's, to... just, let's admit it. They're fucking opener status. They're good. I love them. I'm not saying they're not good, but they're they're opener status. They're, you know... They're not Young Bucks. They're not um, SCU. They're not Omega Page. They're not uh, the Kingston crew, the Pac people. Eddie Kingston's fam. Yeah. (laughs) And Death Triangle. Yeah. Except now it's just Death Line because Penta's not there. (laughs) He's trying to get his shit together. I like how they've had other people playing Penta and just like not doing anything. Uh, you know, you got to do it. You got to you got to keep his name out. It's okay to keep his name out there. That's one awesome thing about painted slash mask slash both wrestlers is you can do that shit. It doesn't it hurt their feelings though. I don't know. That's where I don't I think so it. because I think it keeps his name in the public's perception, and I think that's the thing that people most worry about when they're uh, injured or out. You know what I mean? Is that they're you know, people are going to forget about them. Yeah. I just get to, there's a fine line. Like what happens if somebody you're injured, your career ends, and then they just keep up with the, somebody else is going to be you shit. I don't know. I don't like 
Well, that's that's a completely different story. <laughs> I agree with you. But that's a thin line to walk. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, where are we walking now, Pasty? Oh, we are walking straight into the move of the year. Kenny Omega's One Wing Angel. Come on, Meltzer, get creative. No. Yeah, I don't agree with this at all. Uh, what is the move of the um, year for you? Orange Punch is up there. I hate to say it. He does it better than Roman Reigns. He does do it better than Roman Reigns. Um, you know, on it, I ain't even gonna lie. Right now, I can't think of any fucking moves. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of finishers right now that I really enjoy. And again, Kenny Omega didn't win a lot with One Winged Angel. If it's oh. the move of the year, it doesn't mean it looks the coolest. Mm-hmm. Did he win with it? I don't think he did. Not not in 2020. I mean, remember, we're talking 2020. We're talking January to December 2020. One Winged Angel wasn't brought out much at all because most of his matches, he didn't win with it because he was right. saving it up or losing or, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that is funny because, like, how can you how can you say it was the move of the year when he didn't even really use it at all? I think it was used five times because it's because it's Dave Meltzer. He gets, <laughs> you know, I mean, hey, we're beef sticks. We can pick whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, he can pick whatever the fuck he wants and then we can disagree with it. Yeah, you go you go to Wrestling Observer and there's a trailer and then they're all standing <laughs> outside of it like, Dave, it's your turn to go suck my, uh, Omega's dick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, feud of the year, John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston. No. No. Mox Omega, probably. Yeah, I'd go Mox Omega. I would go um, uh, Jericho Cassidy. I would go easily... Roman Uso. They did not go far enough with Mox and Kingston. Yeah, I don't think that's feud of the year. They had great matches. Feud of the year, it it was not. Um, 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 I can't think of what I'm trying to think of with with Eddie Edwards. (laughs) Um, Murder Hawk? Huh? Murder Hawk? Pac? Uh, Eddie Edwards. Oh, Eddie Edwards. He didn't fucking Callahan. face any of them guys. Not Callahan. Um, um, who the fuck did he have? The, uh, oh, they got the women involved and everything. I'm, I'm, I'm at a fucking complete loss. But anyways, that's another one that I would have put above this. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't put any fucking, you know what? I didn't put any research or, or pre-planning into this. I fucking copy and pasted from Meltzer and said, hey, this would be a good way to open the show. Now look at me. I look like a goddamn jackass. What the fuck? Might as well call up Elon Musk. Get him on here. Yeah. Worst feud of the year, and I can't disagree with this, really. Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman. Ended in a swamp. Yeah, I... I don't know any. And of it was as terrible movies. as the ending of Freddy versus Jason. The sad part is Wyatt Strowman should have been an awesome feud. Yeah, it could have been an awesome feud. Uh huh. I think the problem is is Strowman's really like tightened up his muscle game this year, and so his like motion is a lot less. He's he's slow. than when he was a little bit bigger. He's slower than when he was bigger. Am yeah. I right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's uh. And you know what's going to happen next, Pasty? Gonna he's going to turn orange quad. like... Uh... <laughs> he's going to pull a fucking quad. All the <laughs> fucking juicers always pull their quads. And you know Braun Strowman's juicing. I hate to fucking say it, but he's he's a big dude, but he's juicing. Yeah. Or he did juice. He may, he may have stopped now and, and he's just keeping up what he started. He juiced to get where he was. 
that he didn't do that naturally. Yeah, no, I almost think the way he is cut now, unless it was juice, he'd almost have to cut out the meat and be, you know, vegan style. Yeah, he'd have to almost like just fucking get plastic surgery and put. That's what they did with Pete Dunn, and then he got all jaundice. Could have done uh, Mr. Potato Head on him. Potato Head! Can't potato say Head! Can't say Mr. No, the company is called Potato Head, and there's still Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. It used to be called Mattel when I was a kid. <laughs> Mattel sold one of their biggest franchises. That's oh, yeah. Yeah, stolen. now you got to buy Hot Wheels by Potato Head. Hot Wheels. Get them from Potato Head. Um, next up, this one's potato hard. Potato Boontang, Fat Man. I love me some Potato Boontang. <laughs> Uh, match of the year. This one's hard to argue. There were actually a lot of great match of the years. We didn't quite pick this one, but this was on our list. Kenny Omega and Hangman Page versus Young Bucks for the AEW Tag Team Titles at Revolution. Yeah, this was damn good. Uh, we I think what did we pick Mega Mox Death Match or Unsanctioned. Uh, actually, uh, didn't we pick? Um, we picked the other tag match, didn't we? I know. I think that happened this year. Well, what the fuck did we pick? I'll go check. I'm looking right now, so don't Okay. Okay. Uh, match of the year, Bucks versus FTR full gear. Told you it was the other tag team match. Okay. I just felt like maybe that felt, to me it feels like it fell on this side of the year. Uh, Well, you know what? You're wrong. Anyways, this is a good pick. There's no arguing this. It's all, um, I mean, of course, everything is all just opinion to begin with. And, um, Nobody's going to argue this. Very few people, I should say, would argue this. Yes, yes, yes. And Pasty's favorite match of the year. Was the worst match of the year. You just did the match of the year. Now I'm doing the worst match of the year. And you're just fucking sitting there not saying it. Well, it's the same thing I just said. Because it's Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman in a swamp fight. Yeah. Yeah. Revenge of the same thing I just said. I didn't see this match. I'm glad I didn't see this match. It really was not good. And it just ended with them drowning each other in water. Oh, yeah. They didn't even have an ending, right? Yeah. Yeah. There was nothing. Like, I guess after, after like, the they put up the WWE thing in the corner and it faded to black and then it faded back in and then the Fiend's mask popped out of the water. Yeah, we assumed why it won, but I don't know. It's just dumb. It's dumb. Uh, best major show of the year, AEW Revolution. I don't remember a lot of shows. I think Revolution was one of their less good pay-per-views of their first year. Yeah, I don't... Um, I have a hard time remembering shows. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> I, re- I really do. I just... Um, you and I picked Wrestle Kingdom yeah. uh, for, for pay-per-view of the year, and that's hard to argue. That was awesome. I mean, it's almost always awesome. Mm. It's almost that almost should just get taken out of contention. Like, God damn it. You can't even pick it. <laughs> well, if we can't pick yeah. it, then, then Meltzer can't pick anything with Omega anymore. I know we might have to start a sliding scale on some of the stuff <laughs> because, because you don't want to be Meltzer and just always pick the same shit. Um, but yeah, I, I don't remember revolution. That's not to say it was bad, but well, obviously it was at the beginning of the year, right? Well, I mean, revolution the had the, yeah, had the, 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 the Bucks versus Mimosa Page. match. Yeah. Bucks versus oh, it Page had the and Omega. Match. I did not like that. I know everybody else did. Stadium stampede. Oh, I did not like that. I know everybody else did. I did not. Well, I agree yeah. with Meltzer now. I like revolution. <laughs> <laughs> I, I disagree with it. 
Um, but then that takes us to the worst major show of the year, WWE Super Showdown. They had one this year or that year or 2020? It was probably before the pandemic really well, started. Well, it had to be before the pandemic. Yeah, it was, yeah. Was that, uh, that was with the, right? Yeah. Australia? Huh. Yep. I don't, man, that must have been early in the year because I don't, I don't even remember them having that. Whatever. Fuck them. Yeah. Gimmick of the year goes to Orange Cassidy. Yeah, Fair between play. that, honestly, to me, between that and Fiend, it's a tie. Yeah. Um, hard to argue either one. Although, I guess Orange Cassidy sold the most at uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. Although, of course, Fiend stuff isn't at Pro Wrestling Tees, so I don't know if you can... I don't know. Right. Uh, but that brings us to the worst gimmick of the year, according to Dave Meltzer, Pasty. <laughs> the the Fiend. Fiend! What the fuck? Isn't that one of the best things to happen to WWE in in a decade? Yeah. Yeah. What is this? What is this Worst gimmick of the year is probably the 24-7 champion. What is this? What 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 is this? What has he got against Wyatt? He's he's shit on Wyatt three different times now. Meltzer's so in the pocket of AEW, I have to assume that this is just him trying to get Bray to leave WWE to go to AEW and prove himself. Yeah, it's just he, he gave <laughs> he gave Wyatt worst feud of the year. Overrated of the year, worst match of the year, and now worst gimmick of the year. Fucking lay off him. God damn, what did he do? Leave the fiend alone. He was burnt to death by Randy Orton. I know, it's not even fair. Kane at least got to be mayor after being burnt to death. And then he got to be Kane again afterwards. Now he's Kane the mayor. Ah, <laughs> uh, best announcer of the year goes to JR. No, Excalibur, and I still don't agree with it. I don't agree with it. Um Excalibur's gonna be great, but he's still very, very green. Maybe not would, green, but not TV gold. Right. I, I would uh, I would honestly pick uh Matt Stryker, I think, from Impact of this last year. Uh he did great. Yeah, him and Madison Rain both did awesome. I think they're better as a team than he is by himself. I mean, if you're just talking about best announcer of the year, Michael Cole every year. Um, you know what? Kevin Kelly just never does wrong. He's always like at least good, and almost never bad. Where all the rest of them like can be good at times and bad at times. Like Kevin Kelly in New Japan, just or in Ring of Honor, he's just always just good. I mean. He doesn't. I don't think Kevin Kelly gets enough credit. I think Meltzer only watches AEW, and and I guess if you had to pick the best announcer on the <laughs> AEW team, yeah, Excalibur's probably it. Yeah, but come on, you know he watches AEW <laughs> and New Japan, so he's hearing Kevin Kelly, right? But if you only watch AEW and New Japan, I would still have to say Chris Jericho's time on the announce table this year is probably better than any of them. Oh, I can't stand Jericho on the announce table. I like it. I, uh, he, it's so eighties. I don't know. Just the, the stuff he says and the way he spins things. And it, it really remains, reminds me like Bobby, the brain and shit. He takes me out of it for some reason, but, um, he's, he's definitely not the worst. Although I don't know that I agree with the next one, which is worst announcer of the year. Michael Cole. No. Cause he just pick. I think he just hates Michael Cole. I think he picks him every year. <laughs> 
Michael Cole has grown into one of the best announcers. The most solid time. announcer of all time. That's that's the bare minimum of what I'm willing to give Michael Cole, if not the best announcer of all time. Oh, yeah. I mean, e- easily. And I've known him my entire life. Like, Yeah, forever. this guy started announcing during the late 90s. So he's he's gone on 20 years now that he's been doing this, and he does it solid, like you said. He may not be, you know, his job isn't to be the most entertaining. He's not a color commentator. Right. He is a play-by-play guy, and he does that it's pretty goddamn good. So, um, God, I would not pick him as worst announcer. Even if you don't like Michael Cole, you got to respect that he's he's good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love Michael Cole, so I, I definitely don't agree with this. Meltzer, you're on my shit list. Uh, most disgusting promotional tactic of the year. Is that Roman Reigns pretending to have leukemia? Oh, no, that was two years ago. Two years ago. That was a good promotional tactic, though. It was. No, WWE and firing employees during a pandemic where they were setting profit records. This one's hard to argue. I don't know what was worse than that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, this, this was this was this was bad. That was bad. I think it was more. I guess it falls in the same thing, but fire, the firing of Canyon Seaman. Oh, I'm I miss I miss, me dearly. I miss that Seaman Canyon. <laughs> I, I go I go last name first, first name last. You know. Oh yeah, no. Of, and I love a Seaman Canyon. <laughs> Seaman, I, I wish I could just spend all day in Seaman Canyon. Um, Seaman Canyon and me, it's like, just go together. I just, when I think of, of when I think of my, my perfect day, Pasty, it definitely involves Seaman Canyon. <laughs> and, uh, best on interviews. This would also be considered best on mic and uh, promos and everything. Eddie Kingston. Boy, I'm not going to argue this with no. Pasty at all. Nope. Whoop, 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 whoop. Although, I, I think I think you are right. There's quite a trend of, AE, of AEW dick sucking on here, isn't there? There really is. I, I feel like I suck a lot of AEW dick, and Meltzer is making me ashamed, I guess. Oh, he didn't know. pick an AEW woman for female wrestler of the year. God damn it, he couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> It's just impossible. Even even Meltzer couldn't do that. Best women's division in wrestling goes to AEW. (laughs) Right, although he did pick one of their women as most improved, which again, okay. Okay. Can't can't disagree with Kingston, though, definitely. Uh, yeah, Yeah, no, no, definitely. Best documentary of the year goes to the dark side of the ring. Probably should have picked an episode, guy. He, Yeah, he probably should have because this is kind of cheating because going forward, that's probably going to be the pick as long as they're Was going. there any other documentaries about I mean, wrestling? Yeah, yeah, there were documentaries, but it's like, come on. The, none were as mainstream, none were as in-depth, and it's like, like you said, pick an episode. Do the, the Chris Benoit. Yeah, that was uh, that was a two parter at the beginning of this year. That was the beginning of this season. This 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 last season. I can't wait Pick for the dark side of the ring, Marty Janetti. When um, that's true. 
That's fucking true. That one's going to be great. Can we produce that one? Um, I think we've got it all. I want to be part of it. But in all seriousness, like uh, the Chris Benoit Dark Side of the Ring, when David Benoit and um, <clears throat> I can't think of Nancy's sister's name right now, but when those two like get together and, and hug and cry and they, you know, they'd been ostracized from each other for so long. That's just fucking, that's, that seriously moved me. I didn't cry, but it moved me. Like I was yeah. deep. I felt it. You got my I gears felt- whirling, Fat Mac. We need to make our own documentary series, which is a mixture of the dark side of the ring and drunk history and call it the drunk side of the ring. God, that sounds so fun. <laughs> if we could get some good, uh, if you yeah, and fuck, I let's say, change the podcast name to the drunk side of the ring. The I like drunk that. side of the ring. <laughs> That's, uh, that actually sounds awesome. I I absolutely love that. We could put it on the WWE Network, pasty. <laughs> yes. Because we're about to snap into a very recent This Week in Pro Wrestling History. Well, semi-recent, but of course, pasty with all the WWE Network making huge waves in the industry world by moving to Peacock just next month. We here at Beefsticks felt it appropriate to take a look back at the beginning. All the way back to a long, long, long time ago called 2014, which actually nowadays seems like a long fucking time ago. <laughs> back when things were simpler, pasty. 2019 seems like forever oh, ago. February 24th, 2014 to be exact. And this is when WWE launched their 24-7 on-demand streaming network. The network includes past and present WWE shows, pay-per-views, and shows from the WWE library. Oh, I the remember net- launch day not being able to order the the network because <laughs> right. everybody crashed the servers. Everybody went on that. It was <laughs> huge. The network, in fact, it was so huge, the network reached 1 million subscribers on January 27th, 2015, in less than one year of its launch, pasty. That actually made it the fastest growing digital subscription service at that time. Of course, Disney Plus would later beat that record. But hold on a second. Of streaming networks, a niche program that of wrestling content was the fastest growing digital subscription service at a time when digital subscri- subscription services were were starting to pop up. That's fucking amazing. It's it's crazy, but at the same point you got to think like most everybody has watched wrestling at some point in their life. Right. And so the network serves something up for you right there. Go and, back to what you liked, you know? And let's be honest, it reached 1 million subscribers. They didn't say 1 million paid subscribers. Right. No. There was a lot of free shit going on at the beginning. But then to to only be beat by Disney, like, there's no shame in that at all. Disney's fucking huge. It's the just funny that- to me that WWE wouldn't have sold to Disney at that point because Peacock isn't <laughs> the fastest rising network. Well, I was going to say, like, things like Peacock, uh, CBS, All Access... HBO Max, like all of these things came in. Impact Plus. Impact Plus. (laughs) 
And um, and it wasn't until Disney Plus, which just came out, that actually be like that's that is huge. That's that's amazing. I don't think people actually sit back and appreciate how giant that alone is. WWE, you, you gotta you gotta understand why NBC Universal would want to purchase it, right? Yeah. So at this point, WWE Network not only airs all the current WWE pay per views live but it also carries almost all past WWE pay-per-views and special events. Along with original documentaries, reality shows, and sitcoms, the network also has the video libraries of such influential territories as the American Wrestling Association, Georgia Championship Wrestling, Global Wrestling Federation, Eastern or Extreme Championship Wrestling, i.e. ECFNW, Memphis Championship Wrestling, Ohio Valley Wrestling, Deep South Wrestling, Florida Championship Wrestling, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, Stampede Wrestling, that'd be the Stu Hart uh, um, promotion, World Championship Wrestling, or WCW, as well as many, 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 many more. In fact, they even stream some indie promotions such as Evolve, WXW, Progress, and Insane Championship Wrestling. I mean... uh, you know, there's a part of me as a youngster who wishes WCW never died, but I don't think any of this would be possible if WCW survived. And oh my God, is this not the best thing? For as much as we hate WWE, the WWE Network is the best thing in the fucking world for a wrestling fan. It really is. It really is. Because it's got everything you could want. Everything it's- from every time. Yeah, it's got interviews of current wrestlers. It's got behind the scenes of current products. It's got fucking Legends House. It's got Legends House. The Edge and Christian show that totally reeks of awesomeness. Reeks. And uh, just all of the, these little hidden gems. I just, I honestly wish that everybody who had WWE Network would even just once a year go watch one wrestling match from like the the hidden gem section from, from before they were born. Whether that be 90s, 80s, or whether that be like 50s, 40s, which they actually have some of them. It's like, God, just just to see it. It's important. You don't even have to enjoy it, but it's important to appreciate it and acknowledge it. I, I, I think that's that's me. We all know that I'm a, a nerd for all this shit, and I, you know, that isn't everybody. Mm-hmm. Some people just want the current stuff, and that, that, that isn't wrong. There is no wrong in pro wrestling, WWE. <laughs> but <laughs> well that's sports entertainment that's true yeah there you go <laughs> but yeah whatever you like you like that's what is amazing about about wrestling whatever you like you like and there's something yeah. for you it's great and i you know i like to go back and watch me some old Shawn michaels matches he's the showstopper he is and he's also our subjective note in this week's Token JRR. Let's talk about deals with Shawn Michaels. Um, yeah, I had to convince him that he did not lose his confidence. He he was uh, shattered. You know, he had not. He didn't have a lot of confidence. Uh, he was he he had all the traits of that you could could lend to being burned out. Uh, I think he was burned out on the lifestyle that he was living and the life he was leading. At that time, I was talking to him. He was a born-again Christian, and he was drug-free, as best I knew. 
nobody could look at that list of the Al Snows and, and Rhino, Dave Taylor, uh, Taz, and say that they weren't talented guys. All of them had something to add to the equation in a positive way. And, of course, uh, teaching, coaching was one area that they all were, were excelled at and had done well in. So, uh, again, we were starting to get everything we wanted from ECW. We were getting, you know, we're anyway, it's all. So, uh, the question was what Conrad again, I'm sorry, Sean coming back. I'm trying to fix my light here. He was a keeper. He was so sad. (laughs) I just, I just love how he goes from one thing into a completely different thing and to, to, to set the mood, folks, and I should have did this before we started. He was talking about, JR was talking about ECW guys that he was hiring at that time about 25 minutes earlier. And then they started talking about the show they were talking about. And then they got to talking about Michael's contract. And somewhere while he was talking about Michael's contract, he, uh, he just went right back into the discussion about the ECW guys. And then, you know, his lamp, you know, his, sometimes you got to fuck with your lamp and, you know, <laughs> what was I talking about? Is Sean his lamp, Michael's contract. Is his lamp oh, Zach Gowan's leg? <laughs> I want a Zach Gowan's leg lamp. Just like uh Christmas story? Yes. There you go. It's uh it's a, um, uh, oh, what the fuck? Award. Um. Major award. <laughs> Major award, Pasty. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing how many people have not seen that movie. It's sad. <laughs> and what's not sad is how many people didn't see Elimination Chamber, Pasty, because I was halfway on that fucking list. I existed God. around it. I didn't really pay all the attention in the world to it because it is Elimination Chamber. And it's not that innovative from year to year. And you know what? And they still got a fucking filler pay-per-view before Mania that we got a fucking... Right, yeah. This used to be oh. the filler pay-per-view before Mania. This one this one kind of hurt me, though. You know, we've had some surprising good ones. This one kind of hurt me, Pasty. I'm going to say I like the outcomes. I just um, didn't I, enjoy I the whole I, show. I don't know that I dislike the outcomes but I can read the outcomes on a fucking message board or by listening to beef sticks podcast. Yeah. We save you time. Six podcast. Um, I don't have to watch it. Wish fat Mac well over his foot. Yeah. So I guess we'll start with the pre-show, which sounds like a better sh- match than probably anything on the fucking card. And we had the four-way to join the U.S. title match. John Morrison defeated Elias, Mustafa Ali, and Ricochet. Wow, talk about wasted talent. <laughs> fucking Ty Valkyrie fucking left Impact to join this shit. She won't even be on the pre-show. She'll be standing by John Morrison's corner clapping. She's going to get impregnated by Ric Flair. <laughs> Look, Charlotte, I got another blonde girl. <laughs> ah, then we had the start of the show, which kicked off with an elimination t- chamber number one contender for the universal title match. 
Seeing Daniel Bryan defeat the likes of Cesaro, Jay Uso, Kevin Owens, King Corbin, and Sami Zayn. It was, I'm glad. I'm glad Bryan won. Wasn't this either is, of our picks. No, but this was actually an okay match. I did watch this match, and it wasn't bad. Um, the first half was basically Corbin literally just beating everybody up. It was. It started with Corbin Bryan. He beat the shit out of Bryan, and then uh, Sami Zayn came out and he beat the shit out of both of them. Then Kevin Owens came out, and Sammy beat Kevin Owens, and then Corbin beat Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn some more. And then I think Bryan got rid of King Corbin. Somebody got rid of King Corbin. And then things happened. We talk about when Sami Zayn tried to, Kevin, let's team up and do this. We could do this. This could be our match. And then Kevin Owens turned on him. Yeah, it didn't even, like, play it off or nothing. Like, didn't even start doing anything. There was a fun kind of thing, um, and it was with it was with Sami Zayn. I think it was when it was his turn to come out. Uh, King Corbin was trying to beat the shit out of him, but he, he blocked the door. You can't get in! He blocked the door. And then the ref, which I didn't know these happened, like, pulled a secret door on the back that he slid out, almost like a fucking bookshelf in an old Scooby-Doo cartoon. And uh, and then Sami Zayn, or, uh, yeah, uh, no, Daniel Bryan. Then Daniel Bryan just fucking ran in and fucking kneed him in the goddamned head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that Sammy was Zayn's pretty head. brutal. And it was like, I was like, how the fuck did that happen? Did he break <laughs> it? And then I looked and I seen that there was like, that slid the door out from the outside. And it was like, it, it is a cool spot. And I actually really liked that spot, but I was like, when, when was this a thing? Like, is this something now? Like, right. are they allowed? Well, they to had that? to do that after all the other years when the door would get jammed and the people couldn't get out of the chamber. <laughs> I guess. Now they got a sliding door that, they, <laughs> that the refs could open from the outside. It's, it was, it was cool. I did like it. I ain't even shitting on it. They should I, all I be it. in individual cannons and launched into the ring. I like when their that. time is up. Or just dropped from the roof like Owen Hart. There you go. Uh, Jay Uso just sat down, crisscross applesauce in his pod the whole time. He was meditating. He was meditating. You know, Samoans are known for their meditation. Yep. Um, Cesaro had a cool like whatever uh, game of. Yeah, yeah, no, I I was proud of Cesaro. He's and, always uh, good one to watch. Yeah, him and Daniel Bryan, they were going a uh, European uppercut to European uppercut, and um, he did a big swing on Corbin or something, or I don't know. A lot. It, that's the hard thing with elimination chambers. It's like a lot of stuff happens, and even if it's good, it's like who did what to who now? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Daniel Bryan won though. Um, Cesaro didn't. I'm sad. Longest match of the night, and that's probably deservedly so. I think it was probably the best match of the night. Um, that's me saying this, not watching all of the matches, but. I don't think you're wrong. I don't think I'm wrong either. (laughs) And then immediately after Daniel Bryan won, I don't know, this is yours to call, I guess. Yeah, we had Roman Reigns. Of course, he had to uh, defend his title against the winner. And, of course, it's immediately after. And, of course, after Daniel Bryan went through the onslaught that was the Elimination Chamber, 
He lost to Reigns in a minute and 32 seconds, although it was actually a kind of cool loss. He was already fucking downtrodden. Roman uh, speared him a couple times, really knocked him down, and then he put him in a, uh, was it a guillotine that took him out, Pasty? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I can't even remember, but he put him in a hold, and, and Brian didn't tap out. He just passed Well, I know out. Brian I caught him in a, like an arm bar from the spear or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and then and then Reigns rolled yes him into... Lock. Reigns rolled him into, I don't remember what it was. I'm sorry. It's Reigns. I'm going to choke you out move. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it was like, I think it was like a guillotine. I think it was just a a straight up. I'm surprised they don't got Reigns using the Kimura lock. Honestly. Why not? Well, why not? You got Paul Heyman there, right? Yep. And it it, it tells a better story when Brock comes back, you know? Then again, Reigns isn't that great of an actual wrestler wrestler. (laughs) So I don't know if we want him doing wrestling moves. (laughs) A guillotine is good enough. I mean, he can put on a headlock. Yeah. We'll, we'll just stay there for wrestling moves. Just keep him at a headlock. Yeah. No, I was hoping this match would have been spaced out a little bit more, just so it would have been a good match. But I get why they did it. Well, and you know, you have six matches on here, and two of them are Elimination Chamber matches. So it makes sense that two of them were less than two minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you, you can't have these long-ass fucking matches on a stupid filler pay-per-view, right? Right. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Roman Reigns still your universal champion. Then we had a three-way for the United States Championship featuring uh, Riddle, Bobby Lashley, and John Morrison seeing Riddle beat Bobby Lashley. And John Morrison, believe it or not. They were both there, Pasty. Yeah, but hard, I think Lashley was the one who took the pin. He was, which was surprising. Very surprising. I was happy for it, even though it was Riddle, and I would have preferred Morrison, but. You know, all three of these guys, I think, are great as U.S. champions. Um, Out of the three of them, who deserves a world championship the most? I'd say Bobby Lashley at this point. Yeah. Did he did he did he have it for a short time or am I still just thinking of impact? Oh, the US Championship. Bobby Lashley has had that for a couple No, 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 no. I mean, I mean the the like an actual championship, uh Universal or WWE or whatever the fuck they are. No, he didn't have any major okay, championship. So he hasn't had one yet. So I I wouldn't mind seeing him getting a run with it. At least No, one. they had remember Bobby's sisters and then Bobby was like Smacking his own ass and all the shit. And was that before or after he came back? That was after, was he, after came he came back. Yeah. 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 The sisters damn. was a Sami Zayn thing. Uh, and then when he had, uh, who the fuck was managing him for a while? Uh, the little dude. Oh, oh, Leo Rush. Yeah, Leo Rush. Yeah, and man. and then that's when he was talking with his oh, ass. I, I blocked all that out of my memory, basically. You're I'm, right. It's, it's probably back. better that you did. It was better, and now you fucking brought it all back to me. That's right. Um, He's definitely in a better place now, Bobby Lashley is. Huh. But, yeah, I, I like any of these folks getting it. Um, Riddle as U.S. champion. I love to see him hold some gold. Riddle could go far in this company. I don't know that he will, but he definitely could. I'm, Still I'm sad not, that Riddle won, and I had to look at my watch and say, oh, February's almost over. Yeah, 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 I know. I know. We, we <laughs> That tends to be WWE's MO. Um, then you look at a company like Impact, and a while back I was looking at it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, they've had, like, POCs as champions pretty regularly. 
Oh, like yeah. almost all the time. And 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 not that they just have them. They have white champions also, but it's like they got a lot of POCs and they stay champions. Like you, you can't say, oh, February's coming, impact's gonna get a POC as a champion. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, it, they just they tend to have a Let's be honest, some POCs are, are just physically uh, <laughs> more adept than some white people. And, um, no, I, I liked – this was a good match. This would have been my favorite if it would have went maybe 15 minutes, but at less than nine minutes, um, not quite my favorite. I'd put it as second best of the night, but, again, didn't watch everything. I liked it for the flavor because I never really envisioned these three in the ring together at the same time. Right. It was good. They did. Yeah. These, these three have three completely different styles. That's a good point, pasty. And a lot of times, uh, styles clash. No, no pun intended. They did not this time. They made them all work together. And I apologize. I didn't take notes, but I didn't give a shit. So yeah, no, I barely watched. I just noticed Matt Riddle one. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Then we had a match I didn't watch, and instead of having the two women's singles championships, and I know that we couldn't have the uh, we couldn't have the one due to Lacey Evans being pregnant, but I guess they got rid of the other one also. They got a women's tag championship that they never announced. Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler defeating Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Didn't watch this. Um, I did hear Bianca Belair did great, but yeah. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and then we had the main event elimination chamber for the WWE Championship. Seeing Drew McIntyre defeat all comers. AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton, and Sheamus. To retain his championship. Um, I woke up partway through this pasty and oh, you didn't see the beginning. I did not see the beginning. I woke up partway through, and then I fell asleep partway through. (laughs) My favorite part of this entire match was when Randy Orton's getting into his pod, and Kofi's like, "Oh, you've been working them glutes." Oh, I can see your glutes. Good glutes, Randy. You're doing good. <laughs> and then and then uh, AJ Styles, oh, you're a big, scary guy. I don't know. It was just funny. Funny, randomly yelling yes, shit at the veteran the in the match. Having fun. I, I think it was just them having fun. I think I think AJ heard Kofi do it, and then AJ's like, oh, I got to get mine in. <laughs> that is cool. I like that. I, I, we need more of that. That's what makes these fucking matches enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Is, um personality charisma like let's get some of that so um yeah i mean i think i think the right guy won i think the only other person that maybe should have won would have been aj but i think the right person won he needs to go to wrestle him winning with the fucking the kick off of the phenomenal yeah the claymore off of the phenomenal forearm was awesome that oh, had that to be timed perfectly or it would be some shit. And he hit a Claymore? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. That sounds Yeah, the cool. timing was pitch perfect. It was amazing. Probably my favorite Drew McIntyre moment of all time. So those were so those were the final two, huh? Yeah. Well, that's not bad. And at one point, I don't remember who it was, but Styles got almost with him now, the, the giant yeah, guy. Almost. Yeah, almost. 
Um, <laughs> I can't yeah, remember who was supposed to be getting in. It was a heel. Maybe it was Orton, but I don't, that doesn't make sense. Oh, but I think I've seen this one. Is this one he got over and rips the back off of the elimination chamber and pulls the guy out and brings him around to the door and throws him in? Oh, it was fucking, it was fucking, um, that was AJ. Was it? He did it to AJ? I think that was AJ because then he was in there and they're like, and they oh, just Oh, yeah, he be. got out beforehand. That was yeah, it. They yeah, were like, yeah, they were like, oh, well, he's circumventing the rules. <laughs> and then he went for a pin right away and the fucking ref counted it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, if, if his pod didn't go off, just don't count it at least, <laughs> god damn it. I don't expect you to beat AJ up, but you can't count. Like, he doesn't get to just pick his rules. Yeah, I was awake for that because I see it almost get because that's when he got ejected from the ringside, yeah, right? Yep. Yeah. I seen that and I'm just like, well, he can't do that. He can't just decide when he comes in. That's, it comes back to WWE rules. And yes, that that's pro wrestling rules in general a lot of times. But I'm sorry, it does take me out of it. I'm sorry that I do want some kind of structure, even if it's in an elimination chamber. It's like, can we not have some rules if we've set rules ahead of, ahead of time? I'm one of the few people that that bothers me, but it does. Cage matches, when like people grab the ropes and they're in a hold and they're like, oh, he, he doesn't have to release it. Yes, he does. Right. I don't care he's in a cage. He grabbed the fucking ropes. This isn't a no DQ. This is a fucking cage match. That just means it's in a cage. Don't start making up goddamn rules. <laughs> oh, it's a three-way. They can use chairs. No, they can't. It just means there's three people. Three people following the goddamn rules. <laughs> I don't I don't get where this... I, it's You know what it is? It's laziness and lack, lack of creativity. Yeah. Like they can't find ways to, to be creative. So there's, oh, just let them fucking do whatever they want. They can't find ways to be creative, so oh, just let the Miz cash in on Drew McIntyre after this match. And... Yeah, because that happened. I was asleep <laughs> for that, but Lord knows if I was awake, if I blinked, I would have missed it. Uh, 31 seconds. Did he hit the old um, Miz Crusher finale? He did, but I think he finished it with a DDT, though. I think he hit his skull crushing so he, finale. So that didn't a... work, and then he hit a DDT to win it. So he hit a front-facing DDT and then hit a DDT? I guess, yeah. I mean, I don't think it, it wasn't two skull crushing finales. DDT. It was two different moves, okay, but it was what? his his main move first, and then another move second. But cool. before before the Miz came out, it was Bobby Lashley came out and destroyed Drew McIntyre. Oh, and as, is that why the Miz yes. was able? To pick and him as out? Lashley was walking out, Miz came down and cashed in, and this so was all did, orchestrated with MVP. Oh, okay. I was I was literally just gonna ask you why Bobby Lashley would do that, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that so that's it. Now. Yep. So there's your story. Is uh, Miz orchestrated this with MVP and 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 Miz's first challenger for the title is going to be Lashley on Raw. So we know. So I don't know. Is Lashley gonna win it? I want him to. Yeah. No, I think he has to because I think Lashley versus McIntyre at Mania. That's your money match. Oh, God. Two of two of the people who over a decade ago should have been main event guys and WWE dropped the ball on. Mm-hmm. And now they've come back to fucking be in a title match at WrestleMania. Yes, we know it won't be the main event. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that'll be, that'll be Roman Reigns. Yeah, but nonetheless, for, for these two guys who were both wasted in WWE a decade ago 
to come back and have a title match at WrestleMania. That's a, that's a story. Yeah. I'm actually into that. And they're two super talented individuals. It's good. I oh. hope Lashley keeps it at Mania. I'm into that. I don't want it to go back to McIntyre. I don't know. Honestly, to me, they're both relatively boring workers. I like people who move and can be fast and know like more than six moves and, I guess I like them both. McIntyre probably has better uh, storytelling and emotion in the ring, but Lashley's um, your monster. Well, yeah, Drew's Drew's had it a good amount of time now. He's proven his himself as a champion, and uh, yeah, don't give it to Lashley and then lose it right away. Give Lashley a run with it. Yeah, I don't care that it's no longer February. Fucking give him a run with it. Honestly, um. Okay, Pasty, best match of the night? What uh, do you got? The first one. Yeah, I'm at that too. Elimination Chamber number one turtle power. Uh-huh. This was definitely a pay-per-view where I didn't care for any of the matches. I, I liked where the story went. And and to me, I guess that's a win. I'm going to say my final grade's probably C+. You're going with a C+. Yeah, yeah I'm, it's hard for me to even vote because I didn't watch a lot of it, but I think just the fact that I didn't want to, I'm I'm just going to go along with you and go with uh, C+. They did some smart stuff with uh, Daniel Bryan winning and then Roman Reigns coming out and destroying him right away. It yeah. definitely took that out of your mind for the finale. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it doesn't hurt Daniel Bryan that he went through that grueling effort already and then... <sighs> And then this powerhouse Reigns demolished him. And at this point, I think we all know that's what R- Brian is. He's yeah, Daniel's, never going to get yeah. the championship. Yet. It's really we sad. It's very sad. Well, it is, but he's also accident prone. I hate to say it. He's a liability. If I'm a company earlier, like before all this shit, I would have fucking strapped the rocket to him. At this point in his career, I'm I'm not. Because he's a liability at this point. Um, sorry to say that he'll put on great matches, but he's a liability. You never want to put a strap on him because as soon as you do, <laughs> he's going to be out with an injury. You know you what I mean? You said strap on. <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> oh, pasty. Uh, that was the chamber results or reels. Is that what I wrote? I wrote reels. <laughs> is it? Are we? Is that our re- uh, realty company now? It's our reels. Um, but this brings us, we are now at the biggest show, but this brings us to our shortest Sentinel. Um, man, not much in the way of news, a few comings and goings, and sadly the biggest is the injury report. I never like when the injury no. report is the largest. That's the worst thing you ever want to fucking talk about. Right. Uh, so let's uh, snap right into this. And, and Fat Mac, I love you. I'm going to handle the entire Savage Sentinel. I got this, buddy. Holy shit, really? Yes. Wow, I'm just going to sit back, my friend. <clears throat> the Hollywood Critics Association has announced that Dwayne The Rock Johnson is set to be honored at the fourth annual HCA Film Awards ceremony next month. The Rock will receive the HCA Trailblazer Award on Friday, March 5th. The ceremony will stream on the official HCA Facebook page and YouTube channel at 8 p.m. Eastern. We'll be competing with it. 
I'll tell you what, you know it's a big fucking deal when it's streaming on the Facebook <laughs> and YouTube. Holy shit, back the fuck down. This may be Dwayne Johnson's biggest fucking event of his life. Oh, yeah. Move over NBC and Fox. Wow. Facebook and YouTube are coming through. Scorpion King be damned. He's now Mr. H. They're going to call him Dwayne H.C.A. Johnson. Um, That's all we had for news, folks. And, and, and that's, that's calling that news liberal. But by God, we couldn't, we couldn't let there be nothing in just the regular news. We had to have something. So um, The Rock, The Rock always pulls through when you need him. You know what I mean? Yes. We had nothing, and he said, hold on a second. I got your back, Beef Sticks. I'm going to be on Facebook and YouTube. Yeah, he called up HCA and said, hey, Beef Sticks needs some news. Why don't you give me that award? I ain't got nothing well, going on. We only on. have this HCA. Tra- it doesn't matter what the award is. <laughs> I like, too, how they were like, all right, well, you can come to the event here. And he's like, well, no, no, no. I'm at home. I got to do my, I got to do my, my toenails and soak my feet, but I will hit you up on, on Facebook live and YouTube. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, <good> old Dwayne. <clears throat> um, cheap plug for something we're not getting paid for folks. Check out young rock on um, NBC. Yes. I think it's NBC. Yes. If and I'm at the wrong, same time, check out Keenan. Oh, you fuck, you might as well. It has nothing to do with wrestling, but it's a good show, and he's a good he's a good brother. Or you can check out Kel, who still resides in all of your children's favorite TV shows, which is disturbing. Very it's weird. Disturbing. I don't like it. Pasty. <laughs> Kel came into my life when I was a young man, but I didn't expect him to be in all these young cartoons, and I wish he'd just fucking go. Well, that being said, that brings us to our comings and goings. And Pacey W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-
that seems like a backhanded compliment. I'm excited for him to be here just like everybody else is already fucking here. <laughs> like, why would you have to add that at the end? <laughs> and he says, just as I am of people who have been here for a while. Like, so, I don't know. That sounds shitty to me. He, he probably means, well, just doesn't sound like a glowing recommendation to me. Right, yeah. But of course, getting signed to NXT is massive news for the son of Rick Steiner. He will undoubtedly train under the Performance Center coaches for a long time, though. He's just starting his professional wrestling career. And uh, hopefully, when he gets to where he should be, he will be ready to debut in the ring. Don't pull a Dominic Mysterio. (laughs) Why not? Then you could get Scott Steiner back. Scott Steiner is just one of the best gifts from God. Rick's not around anymore, right? I mean, he's not dead. Okay. Is that what you were asking? I mean, I don't know. You don't know what you were asking? (laughs) I mean, he doesn't wrestle, but he's he's alive. Are you sure? As sure as I am, his name is Rob Rex Steiner. (laughs) Ah... Major League Wrestling announced that it has signed Leo Bryan to a long-term contract. Court Bauer has compared Bryan to WWE Hall of Famer Stan Hansen and Terry Gordy. As in, he's really, really old. Very old. <laughs> <laughs> he's dead! Deader than Rick Steiner. <laughs> Leo is one of the best one of sports' best-kept secrets. He's been kept a secret for 78 years. <laughs> a 265-year-old, no, 265-pound southern brawler that hits like Stan Hansen and moves like Terry Gordy. You simply don't see guys like this today. And mo- he was most recently part of MLW's Kings of the Coliseum in January, where he and Michael Patrick were defeated by Marshall Von Erich and Ross Von Erich. Whose real names were Ross von Rick Steiner Kerlinger. You know, I, I know the folks listening at home, this means nothing to, but it, it took me a second because there's a question mark at the end of the uh, a 265 pound southerner brawler who hits like Stan Hassan and moves like Terry Gordy. It's <laughs> how I read it, but it's like. Oh, no, and then you follow it with, you simply don't see guys like that. Okay, okay, I get it. But if it ended there with a question mark, it's just, it's like, it's like Court Ballard's questioning himself. I haven't seen the kids work yet, really, but I'm assuming there's something like. Maybe moves like Terry Gordy, uh, could hit like Stan Hansen. He moves like the Bushwhackers. (laughs) He's got a name like Rob Rex Steiner, I I swear to God. This guy can fit a whole cannoli in his mouth and not even have to chew it. (laughs) I once seen him at the Home Depot stick a whole mallet in his asshole. It's fucking amazing. You got to see this shit. You should see what he did with Jim Cornette's wife. (laughs) He gave her the old Rex Steiner, if you know what I mean. We're not even talking about Rex Steiner anymore. (laughs) This is Leo Bryan, Conan O'Brien's son. Oh, what if it was like Lee? Oh, what if that? What if they change his name to Lee, <laughs> yeah, Lee O'Brien <laughs> instead of Leo Brian? He's Lee O'Brien. 
This motherfucker, He's got you don't even know. All like proud, proud and powerful, but it's got a potato in it. <laughs> he just chucks potatoes at people nonstop. That gives, that gives a new meaning to the term. He's throwing potatoes. <laughs> they don't mean he's swinging hard punches. He's literally throwing potatoes. Like Stan Hansen. <laughs> Terry Gordy? Terry Gordy. Who's Terry Gordy? <laughs> Who's this Terry Gordy you speak of? I know Terry oh. Funk. <laughs> Team Coco, baby. <laughs> Uh, uh, Coco needs to fucking join any like NWA ML. I don't give a shit. It can be the smallest company. Conan O'Brien is the best. I want to see Team Coco, man. There you go. Conan O'Brien versus the Big Show in AEW. Well, it's Paul. Nice. Is Paul? Just, let's just jump to that, and then I'll do the next story afterwards. Because if it's I, Paul Bunyan. <laughs> Paul's onions. Paul Bunyan. And yeah, and he and he walks with a limp. That's definitely like going Mac to be has been doing for a fucking week. You know that's definitely gonna be a segment on being the elite, right? Where like Marco Stunt's gotta grind off Paul's bunions. That's great. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Oh, based the uh speaking of Ring of Honor, which Team Coco is gonna be in pretty soon. <laughs> Um, Ring of Honor announced EC3 has signed a new contract with the company. Kind of caught me off guard, to be honest. I would have thought he would. I really thought he'd return to Impact, but good for him. Good for Ring of Honor. He can only help. Terms were not revealed as of yet. We're going to keep you up to date. But following his WWE departure in 2020, along with other COVID-19 quote-unquote budget cuts, strongest fiscal year (laughs) ever. EC3 returned to Impact Wrestling for a brief run there, which ended in late October. He then actually made his Ring of Honor debut first time ever and was set to face Jay Briscoe at the final battle pay-per-view in December. But that match was pulled because COVID-19 is a goddamn bitch to us all. Now EC3 is back with the company after making an unannounced return on last week's ROH TV episode confronting Briscoe. Ring of Honor has confirmed he is now actually under contract, unlike before. That's great for Ring of Honor. Um, And great for EC3. He could be a main eventer there, no problem. I hope he is. Honestly, I wish EC3 was used better in WWE, and they would have got rid of Riddle instead of him. Got rid of Riddle. Riddle, Riddle, Riddle. Yeah. Really? Well, they came Riddle? in at the same time. They came in about the same time, and and I just I don't I like EC three, but he's more of a WWE Can't, guy than than Riddle is. Can't they just keep them both and get rid of fucking? Uh, get Randy rid of Orton the fiend. He's Riddle. a piece of shit. Get rid of Randy Orton and Paul White. <laughs> well, they did that. Really, they got rid of Randy Orton. No. Oh. But AEW has announced that Paul White signed a long-term contract to wrestle and be a commentary for the new AEW Dark Elevation series that premieres soon on YouTube. It's going to air on Monday nights, Fat Mac. That's so weird. PW Insider reports that White and WWE failed to agree on terms for a new contract just days after he appeared on the Raw Legends Night episode on January 4th. Yes. It appears the departure was finalized between WWE and White 
Last week, his show was officially moved to the WWE alumni roster on last Friday, February 19th. They never gave him a farewell, though. That's so weird. It seems like it came kind of out of nowhere, to be honest. That's good shit. Big Show's last WWE match came on July 20th, 2020 Raw episode at a loss to Randy Orton. But White leaves the company as a two-time WWE champion, one-time ECW champion, a two-time world heavyweight champion, a three-time hardcore champion, a one-time WWE United States champion, a one-time WWE Intercontinental champion, and an eight-time tag team champion. Yes, folks, he is a Grand Slam champion. Yes. And, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. The world's this w- biggest Grand Slam champion. <laughs> Literally. Uh, this this one really caught me off guard. I did not expect it. Oh, that was Although a fun I- morning to wake up like, what? That can't be real. And then you see it five more times. Yeah, I, I probably should have, though, because if you go back, Paul White was the first, like, major star to leave WCW for WWF during the wars, the Monday Night Wars, if you will. Everybody talks about Chris Jericho jumping, but Chris Jericho went like a year after Paul White. Big Show actually jumped. He was the first major star to jump while WCW was actually winning the Monday Night Wars. Like he left WCW for the loser and put his eggs in WWF's basket. Big Show gave so, gave uh, Shane McMahon his first big, huge bump, didn't he? Off the off the scaffolding. I don't fucking. I think know. that was McMahon's first big ass the fucking scaffolding. When they were doing the storyline, where where Shane was like, he was Show's manager. He had control of Show's contract or whatever. And he like, Which way did he go? Which way did he go? And Show was getting God, pissed that's... off at him and chased him up the the scaffolding. On the that had trip. to be after I was done watching because I don't uh, remember that at all. Was man, that, that was like where I started watching WWE again. No, that, that was the nineties, but no way. That was before WCW closed. No, it wasn't. Maybe I fuck. I don't remember it. I believe you. Don't remember it. Use that WWE network of yours. Bow, 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 bow. Uh, but this, I think this is huge. I think this is huge for AEW because Big Show, <clears throat> pardon the pun, this, this is the biggest name they've taken. Chris Jericho is a better wrestler than Big Show. Big Show is a bigger name than Chris Jericho. Oh, they both weigh about the same now. <laughs> Pasty, that's fucked up. <laughs> um. But yeah, and of course, obviously, Big Show's had more accolades, and that's, again, because of his size, not because of his work rate. But um, yeah, wow, it's surprising. We know Big Show allegedly hasn't been happy with uh, where he is in WWE, although... You mean on Netflix? (laughs) Yeah, the Big Show. Um. You know, we were talking before you and I recorded Pasty, and I honestly think this is the right move for all three people. I don't think WWE should spend money on Big Show because I don't think he's worth anything to them at this point. I think he's done everything he can. Look at what we just fucking went through as far as championships. And they got so many talented youngsters. They don't need him. Big Show's 
according to Big Show at least, making more money going to AEW. That's always a fucking win. And AEW is getting a coup taking one of their biggest faces, you know, a, a giant name. Now, Again, now we don't know if fun. he's a heel or a face this week. <laughs> I know, right? But uh, I, I think this is great for all, all companies involved. I think this is a good investment for Tony Khan and AEW. I wish Big Show all the best. It sounds like he's going to be commentator while doing uh, minimal wrestling. Which is good. That's how we like Big Show, I think, right? Mm-hmm. So, good for everybody. I'm excited to see where this goes. He really doesn't fit the mold in AEW. There's not enough they, big dudes. They got some big guys, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, One of your big guys are Brian Cage and Murderhawk. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, the <laughs> big guys are really going to... You know, it's kind of like when uh, Impact or, uh, yeah, when kind of Impact or Ring of Honor big guys or even NXT, quote unquote, big guys come yeah. to the main roster of WWE. And then you're like, oh, they're not big. <laughs> <laughs> I remember um, the Ascension were considered big beasts. Yeah. And then they moved up to WWE and you're like, oh, yeah, they're the size of Shane Helms. <laughs> oh, shit. But uh, th- this is good. I think this is good for everybody. Boy, did it get everybody talking. Yeah. Everybody. And Vince has to be pissed. I bet he is. That's that's, <laughs> that's why he didn't get future endeavored, you know? No, no, there was nothing. Nothing on him other than moving him to the alumnus. God, he got the same fucking treatment. Uh, what's his face? Gay, poor, and racist, dude. Lars Sullivan. There you go. Got the <laughs> same go. treatment Lars Sullivan did. Yeah, I know. Gay yeah. porn racist dude. That's a lot of people in that WWE. That covers a lot of folks in WWE. <laughs> man. I, was, I was starting to check off the boxes here. We should play a, a game of categories with that. <laughs> Gay porn racist. No. <laughs> are those people who are racist against gay porn stars or? gay porn stars who are racist come on you weren't specific <laughs> i get to count it it all that's works. my, that's my point <laughs> um one thing that sucks pasty though as, as great as i think the whole big show deal is is that the injury report is fucking stacked and not only is it stacked it has a couple uh fatalities yeah as the um as the new mortal kombat movie which looks awesome would say i still haven't watched the trailer yet i don't want to see it yet watch the red band one yeah it's awesome Ah. with that being said pasty john morrison reportedly suffered a knee injury during monday's wwe raw morrison lost a non-title singles match to the u.s champion riddle on monday night Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that Morrison was injured during the match when he did a twisting dive at one point. He caught his leg on the ropes, ouch, and landed with the knee hitting the floor. Definitely not good. Morrison was checked on by the referee, but continued the match while still limping. They finished the match without Riddle working on the knee, so you know it's not part of the storyline. Right. And Riddle ended up winning with a bro Derek. Morrison could be seen limping and walking slower than usual later in the show when he had to come back out with WWE champion, The Miz. I hate 
Matt Riddle with his move, bro, Derek. Fucking shut up. That's a that's a dumb name. It's everything about Matt Riddle just makes me hate wrestling. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, you don't like people that smoke weed. I know, right? <sighs> Be professional. Fuck. I don't know. Put some fucking shoes on. God damn it. <laughs> the knee pads, Fat Mac. It's the knee pads. He's fucking naked in there. Get some fucking clothes on. Could borrow some from fucking Ahmed Johnson. You remember? You remember Ahmed Johnson? Yeah. Remember that motherfucker would have fucking six knee pads on. <laughs> He'd have a set of knee pads on his thighs, a set of knee pads on his knees, and a set of knee pads on his calves. What the fuck was he doing? Just wear pants. <laughs> what was that all about, Pasty? Vince. What was that all about? They wouldn't let him. They wouldn't let him wear pants. <laughs> Motherfucker had more knee pads than the fucking six man tag. That's team. his gimmick. <laughs> it was a shitty gimmick. <laughs> and it looked awkward. And they weren't always the same color. <laughs> fucking really. What's going on? I think what man? I hate most about Matt Riddle's bro Derek, though, as the only other like effeminately named finisher in wrestling is the sister Abigail, and they're not on the same level. What is his bro, Derek? I'm I'm not sure what it is. I think it's a knee. I think it's just one of his knees. Oh, is it like a shining wizard sort of thing? I'm pretty sure. Or like a, um, um, why the fuck can I think of, uh, uh, can't even think of Kenny Omega's move. Now I'm dumb. Now I'm dumb. Okay. I believe you. Oh, let's see here. I'm going to watch it real quick. Oh, the bro Derek is like a spinning moonsault. It's That's like a moonsault where he rotates. It very much is, but still. <laughs> yeah, it's like a moonsault with a 180 rotation in it. Yeah. Still stupid. Oh, good move, dumb name. Yeah. What else is going on in the injury report? <clears throat> well, Anna Jay has suffered a shoulder injury and will be out of action for six to 12 goddamn months. That sucks. That, she's one of the female. It, it's, it's real bad. I don't like it. It, it sucks. Cause I feel like she was just starting to, you know, get used. Uh, right. It was noted by AEW that Jay suffered the injury while training and that she was need- wrestling. <laughs> And she will need to undergo surgery to repair the injury. Jay was scheduled to face Dr. Britt Baker during this week's AEW Women's World Title Eliminator Tournament. But she is being replaced by Maddie Rekinowski, who was an alternate in the tournament and was trained by Thunder Rosa. You know what? Uh, Maddie's probably going to put on a better match than Anna Jay would. Anna Jay is not, I mean, she's still green. Yeah. God, I mean, she's she's got the it fashion. She is she's one who wasn't car- a wrestler before AEW, right? Correct. Yeah, but she has the charisma. I mean, I mean, I won't say she wasn't, but she she had a handful of matches, yeah. if you will. Yeah, uh, but she's got the charisma, and she was one of the best things of the Dark Order, man. And handpicked by Brody Lee. Yeah, gave her uh, Wayne Gretzky's number. That's how she got her number. Did you know that? I just figured Dark Order has to be numbers. <laughs> well, they do, but 
No, I know I've heard that. It just yeah, she her number is ninety nine because I was Wayne Gretzky's number, and mm-hmm. uh, Brody Lee specifically gave it to her because he said she's gonna be one of the greatest of all time. That's good shit. Either that or she's lying to make herself look good. Which you know, uh, <laughs> she just wrestling. drinks a lot of ninety nine bananas, <laughs> probably too much. Pasty. There's ninety nine. Pasty. It's 2021. I don't think 99 bananas exist anymore. Well, I I know I had it at least in the last couple of years. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Why are you partying with a bunch of fucking teenage girls is my question. No, but if you're going to make a mixed drink, it should be strong, right? But not with 99 bananas. Well, I usually go for the peaches, but whatever. Okay. Well, anyways, New Japan announced Monday IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion Hiromu Takahashi is out for six months also due to a torn left pectoral. His boobies hurt. Takahashi last wrestled on February 19th at Road to Castle Attack event where the injury came during a tag match. Takahashi was scheduled to defend the title at Castle Attack on February 28th against El Fantasmo. This unfortunately isn't the first time in recent memory, Pasty, and folks listening at home that Hiromu has faced a long spell on the sidelines. <clears throat> in fact, he just recently was missed 16 months of action in 2018 through 2019 due to a broken neck. Huge setback for the uh, holder of the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. Well, I mean, if Mox can hold on to the U.S. Championship for a year, I think he should be okay. Yeah. We'll uh, see what happens, but we hope hope for the best and a, a speedy recovery. Yes, definitely. Ah, and then Hector Don Serrano was a longtime wrestler and promoter. He's passed away. His name was not on top of the card often, but that did not mean that he didn't have talent. The late Roddy Piper, who faced Serrano around Montreal and Puerto Rico, once said of him, Don Serrano was a very, very good little worker. (laughs) If he was six inches taller, he would have been a great star. A respected worker, Serrano was Canadian junior heavyweight champion out of Montreal and a Caribbean tag team champ in Puerto Rico. And a fun bit of trivia for you, Serrano was also Hulk Hogan's first opponent as the young Terry Bollea was learning the ropes in August 1977. Yeah, you know, the wrestling world can't can't be full of all main eventers and you need people like Hector Don Serrano to to build stars. And, um, you know, that's, that's a problem a lot of folks had. Um... People still have it today, but yeah, back then, like Piper said, you know, I, I, I don't know Don Serrano well at all. I, I don't know any of his stuff, but I believe Piper, when he said just six inches taller, he could have been a star. That A lot of people, you've heard that, you know, mm. um, even in the nineties the and early two thousands, you heard people say, if he was just six inches taller, man, that guy could have been a star. It's a big man's game, pasty. Even, even today, less, less, less so today. But if you look at the two champs in the biggest company in um, the world, WWE, Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, it's still a big man's business, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, this one, uh, this, this one's sucks. rough because he's so young. Uh, question mark. 
also known as Josephus, real name Joseph Hudson, has passed away from an undiagnosed medical issue. This according to NWA President Billy Corgan. The Shelby Street Brawler, as he was known, is best remembered for his work with Aaron Stevens on NWA Power in recent years, although he actually spent more than 10 years with the NWA. Question mark was a former Resistance Pro Heavyweight Champion, four-time USWO Heavyweight Champion, and two-time NWA Southern Heavyweight Champion. This came out of nowhere. Yeah, it did. I seen this and I was like, question mark? (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Too soon. No, for, for real though, I loved I loved his work. I I fucking loved his work. So sad. So rough. Um, he was one of the best characters in NWA. Yeah, and NWA has been lo- losing people left and right. They don't need to lose people to fucking death. You know what I mean? They're moving to other companies. Let's let's not let them just fucking die. Yeah. Fucking sad. Really, really, really is. He was very entertaining in the short time I got to enjoy his work. God, he was he was awesome. He didn't take himself seriously at all. He was from Mangrovia. <laughs> I don't know any other wrestlers who represented Mangrovia, Pasty. This is the one guy who stood up for Mangrovia. He fucking went a step further than Parts Unknown and actually came up with a fucking name for the place he came I, I know, right? He cared about what he was bringing to the table. Yeah, he wasn't just Parts Unknown. He came from Mangrovia. <laughs> God damn it. He had his own language that he spoke. He did. <laughs> And only Aaron Stevens could could understand him. But that means that's because Aaron Stevens is such a highly intellectual individual. That is true. Mangro- he had the Mangrovian Kung Fu, <laughs> which was just uh, unquestionably uh, fucking amazing. Unquestionably. Unquestionably. <laughs> um, yeah. Again, maybe not a name that everybody fucking knows and remembers, but God damn, he's gonna, especially for folks who are getting into NWA for the first time or even getting back into it, this leaves a gargantuan hole in in the NWA, which is just, I, I hate to say it, which is fucking crumbling. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, it's fucking crumbling. It's not a good time to be NWA right now, I don't think. No. Somebody love, had to get pillaged and plundered. Yep. Always time for uh for new beginnings though, pasty. Yes, indeed, especially when you're in the USA. Now for predictions. <laughs> of course, this is a new Japan event that's happening this weekend. That was a question. That because we just seen the question mark, or what? Yeah, <laughs> yes, it's this fucking weekend. Okay. God damn! And we have a whole three matches to cast our predictions for. Man, what a star-studded lineup! You will know and love every single one of these people. Kicking it off with an eight-man tag team, seeing the DKC, Kevin Knight, Clark Connors, and TJP taking on Logan Regal, Sterling Regal, ACH, and Brody King. I know about half of those. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, going with TJP's team. Oh, you gotta love Manic. He's the man. 
I'm going with the team that I know two out of the four people. <laughs> and the other two have the same last name, so they probably work Are they well William together. Regal's kids? They are not. Damn it. That's the cat who's in, uh, well, yeah, he's in New Japan too, but no, it's not him. <laughs> His name is like, uh, is actually Regal's last name, like Stevenson or something. Or yeah. Williams or something. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the the Regal team with the two Regal boys, ACH and Brody King. Then we got uh, Red Narita versus Chris Dickinson. He boy, needs to stay know, away from my boy. I don't know either of these two guys, to be honest, but um, Chris Dickinson is a jacked, bald, white dude, and that is New Japan's fucking bread and butter. <laughs> So I'm just picking him just from his picture on their website. <laughs> just, just for the Dickens. Just for the Dickens, baby. Uh, I'm going to go Ren and Stimpy. Oh, classic TV. And then we have the IWGP United States Championship match. Finally, we get to see John Moxley versus Kenta. Who's going to walk away with the gold? think I think Moxley still needs to have his title when he goes up against Kenny Omega on the flaming barbed wire explosion death sex fest death sex fest yes hey real quick I'm going to interject here pasty uh, William Regal's son is Bailey Matthews and he's actually uh, WWE William's son. Regal's he's son is NXT. Bailey yes <laughs> <laughs> Bailey Matthews on NXT UK so <clears throat> all right Different regals spell it different and everything. You know, I think, especially with the pandemic the way it is, and I know we're trying to get it under control, but <clears throat> I think IW, I think New Japan would be smart to keep their titles in Japan, especially with uh, what happened with Moxley and everything. Mm-hmm. Also, Moxley's had it forever. Um, Kenta is huge. I mean, this well, is his first small. time. <laughs> yes, but his name value. I mean, this is the first time. Yeah, it's all he capital was, letters, Fat Mac. We get it. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> I don't even know what to say now. <laughs> he was always a pro wrestling Noah guy. He was GHC champion for so long. Uh, one of the best in the GHC, Global Honored Crown, if you will, with pro wrestling Noah. And he's finally come to New Japan, and I could see him becoming IWGP heavyweight champion at some point. I think this is his stepping stone. I think he should get the U.S. championship. And you know what? I like having uh, Bullet Club having the U.S. championship. I think um, I think there's a lot that could be done with crossover now that the Forbidden Hole is open. With- it's Nia Jax. My hole. <laughs> Her hole is the All the wrestlers hole. are pouring in and out of it. I, I, I think there's a lot you could do there between the real Bullet Club having the U.S. title and the Bizzle Clizzle, as they're called, which I still can't fucking stand. <laughs> the Bizzle Clizzle. Oh, man, watching uh, watching Being the Elite this week, they were late <laughs> to help uh, the Young Bucks in their match when they were getting beat down, and their whole excuse was... was um, Gallows had to go in the bathroom and masturbate because he was nervous to go on national TV on, on TNT. Sometimes they take it a little too far. I will say that. 
some things. Gotta catch a kiss. But I, I'm glad that they do that on being the elite and not on TV. You know what I mean? That's yeah. cool. That's yeah. where to do that stuff. That's fine. Um, that's why I usually don't watch that stuff because that's not what I need. I like but it. But people like it. Yeah, yeah. People like mm-hmm. it. And it's good. It's good that it's there for the folks that, that enjoy that because there is a you know section of the world that, that really enjoys these. Uh, the whole these, Dark Order yeah, wanted to watch yeah. Hangman Adam Page piss because they wanted to look at his dick. Now, are you just making this no, up? No, this happened. This happened on Being the Elite. Oh, okay, now people shouldn't like this shit. I'm just going <laughs> to say that is things people should fucking like. Yeah, yeah, just John Silver, he's, they're talking, and they're like, well, you know, you don't, we know you don't want to be part of the Dark Order, but we could be friends, friends with benefits. And he's like, yeah, I like that. Now I have to go to the bathroom, and he walks out. And then Silver's like, if he's peeing, I'm what? How can people say Katie Vick is shitty <laughs> and all this other sh- stuff? And uh, how can people say David Arquette winning the title is shitty, but that's okay? <laughs> David Arquette never fucking masturbated while he was watching somebody pee. <laughs> well, I mean, not in wrestling. In real life, probably, probably. but not in wrestling. Probably. Yeah. We all have. Most likely on the set of Scream. Yeah, I mean, we've all done it. It's okay. It's proper. I mean, it's just polite, really. <laughs> if somebody doesn't masturbate while they're beside me at the urinal, I, I take offense. You just reach over and do it for them. Well, no, I grab the goddamn, uh, 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 what do you call that, the puck? I grab the goddamn urinal cake, shove it in their mouth. <laughs> Not my urinal cake, theirs. Ah, uh. My mine has my pee on it. That's icky. <laughs> That's icky. <laughs> Ugh, my parents say I'm grounded till I stop having this stupid face. Sorry, I was watching <laughs> Old South Park this week. That's one of Good my favorites too. Good old Butters episode. Every Butters episode is one of the best episodes ever. Uh-huh. Butters is is literally right behind Randy Marsh for me as my favorite. Oh, Kirsten just time. got to watch uh, Scott Tennerman must die for the first time this week too. What? How yeah. did she not see that? Before? I don't know. I almost spoiled it for her because I'm like everybody's. This Why is the best Cartman that? moment ever. <laughs> yeah, that is the best ever. <laughs> Next, you got to show her Bloody Mary if she hasn't seen that one. That's yeah, I one think of the that's best coming Randy up. Marsh ones. Yep. That's where Randy Marsh started becoming one of my favorite characters in the show. That was kind of his breakout <laughs> episode, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That and then um Finger Bang, the, bat, the boy band bat one. Dad. Oh, Bat Dad. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was America. <laughs> oh, with that being said, Pasty, I guess. I did not imagine we would get damn near two hours out of this episode. I'm blown the fuck away. We squeezed every Holy last shit. We squeezed the fuck out of this. More than more than old Doc Gallows. Was it Carl Anderson or Doc Gallows? What is... It was Gallows. <laughs> okay, yeah. We squeezed more out of this than Doc Gallows did his penis on being the elite. I tell you what. <laughs> The Big LG. I love that he still calls himself the Big LG. Mm-hmm. That is my favorite. His name is Doc Gallows, but he calls himself <laughs> the Big LG still. I was listening to uh, 
I was listening to a uh, uh, um, talk and shop with Manny the one time shortly after he left. And Carl Anderson's like, I guess we can't call you the big LG anymore. Oh, you're the big DG. He's like, fuck that. I'm still big LG Doc Gallows. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, you are, buddy. <laughs> big LG Doc Gallows. <laughs> Good for you. Oh, with that being said, Pacey, uh, this was a this was a good show. Uh, it wasn't a good show. This was a pretty rough show. You know, I would recommend people skip this in the future. It wasn't yeah, that great. Yeah, if you're listening all the way to the end, make sure you yeah. skip this episode. It's not worth just listening to. Skip it. I I wouldn't fucking listen just, to it. Just don't do it. But but if you did, we appreciate it. Joe, bless you. I'm Fat Mac. My name is Big LG. Pasty. That's what LG stands for. And we're spreading butt cheeks like cancer, baby. Yes. Like Bobby Lashley and his sisters. That's weird. Peace.